0: what's going on everybody and welcome back to another episode of sports talk buffalo thank you for making me part of your week the buffalo bills have done it yet again in prime time as they lay a Beatdown on the New England Patriots. Also, the UB Bulls football team wins their second straight ball game. All that in this episode, so stick around and let's have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, the torch has been passed. The Buffalo Bills are now the kings of the AFC East And it came on Monday Night Football in prime time. The Buffalo Bills shit all over the dreams of the New England Patriots for the second time this year. And it was absolutely stupendous to watch. It was so much fun to watch. The Bills laid an absolute beatdown on the New England Patriots. They beat them 38-9. to Josh Allen was simply dealing in this game. And it was so much fun to watch. The game was never in doubt, in my opinion. Watching this game, I never felt the Bills were going to lose. I just never felt the Bills were going to lose. They were playing that good. Not just offensively, but defensively. Special teams, they had a special teams play. A fake punt, nobody lined up on the gunner. So they, they hike the ball to the, off, or the up man, and he throws it for a first down early in the first quarter. Amazing. The Bills are cooking on all cylinders. And like I said, Josh Allen was absolutely dealing in this game. Josh Allen was 27 of 36 for 320 yards and four touchdowns. And he had two touchdown passes dropped. So that goes to show you how on point in this game Josh Allen really was. He also had four carries for 35 yards to add a little salt into the wound of the New England Patriots. Josh Allen is simply incredible, and the Buffalo Bills and Western New York have waited so long to have a franchise guy. Since Jim Kelly, we've gone through the J.P. Lossmans, the Trent Edwards... The EJ Manuals, the Kyle Ortons, the Brian Brahms. We've gone through all of these guys. The two closest guys, the two best, the three best quarterbacks we've had since Jim Kelly, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Drew Bletso, Doug Flutie. In that order. People are going to argue, oh, Tyrod Taylor, he was pretty good. He's not bad. But without a running game, Tyrod Taylor was nothing. I'm talking about passers. Josh Allen is the best passer that the Bills have ever had. Forget Joe Ferguson. Forget Jim Kelly. It's Josh Allen, and he continues to set single season records this whole this whole time. He has set the he's potentially going to set the single season record for yards. He's already set the single season record for touchdowns. He set the single season record for overall touchdowns, rushing, receiving. And passing. Josh Allen is just a bad, bad dude. And I'm so glad that I was so wrong. I've never been so glad to be so wrong in my whole life. I have said this multiple times on this podcast. I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. And I was wrong about Josh Allen. And I couldn't be happier that I was wrong about Josh Allen. He is a stud and he's a stud for a different reason. I don't think we have seen somebody come into this league, especially the talking heads on ESPN. We They haven't seen somebody come into this league this raw and accelerate to an MVP level so fast. Josh Allen was incredibly raw coming out of college. And you could see it in his first season as the Bills quarterback. He wasn't even supposed to play. Like, he was so raw, he wasn't even supposed to play. But the fact that the Bills only really had, they they traded away A.J. McCarron and they had Nathan Peterman and Peterman was Peterman, so he sucked monkey balls. And they put in Josh Allen and he took the reins and he just never never gave him back up. He always flashed that potential. He would make plays where you would go, wow, wow. But this season, he put it all together. And he's been... Spectacular! He's been a top three quarterback in the NFL all season long. All season long, without question. And if you don't think that, you need to have your head examined. Josh Allen had two throws in this game that made me go, wow. One of them, it might not make a lot of people go, wow, but the, his arm strength in this situation is what made me go, wow. We all know Josh Allen has a, a strong arm, but... These two throws were really, really good. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to play them now. The first one, Josh Allen fakes the handoff, rolls to his right, gets his defender to jump in the air, and then rifles it across his body to Stefan Diggs 25 yards down the field. And does the cardinal sin? People say you're not supposed to throw it across your body. It's only because these guys don't have the arm strength to get it there. And Josh Allen is one of the few people who has the arm strength to put it where he needs to across his body. He threw it to the middle of the field. He was running past the right hash. And he put it on point to Stephon Diggs who made the catch for about a 20 to 25 yard gain. Incredible. Just an incredible throw. The second throw in this was off the charts good. Josh Allen... Gets the ball. The line shifts to the right. Everyone goes right. It looks like the play is supposed to go to the right. Josh Allen spins around back to his left. Has pressure in his face. In his face. Squares his hips. Squares his shoulders. And throws a dot. To Stephon Diggs in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. For his fourth touchdown of the game. And third for Stephon Diggs. A little icing on the cake. A little nail in the coffin. For the New England Patriots. And those are the types of throws that you see that not many quarterbacks can make. Josh Allen is one of maybe one or two quarterbacks other than him. There's one or two other quarterbacks other than Josh Allen that can make those throws. Pat Mahomes and maybe Aaron Rodgers are athletic enough to get outside the pocket like that and make those throws and have the arm strength to make those throws. Russell Wilson is athletic enough, but I, you know, he's got a good arm. But I, I don't think I, I want to put him in the class of Mahomes, Allen, and and Aaron Rodgers. This guy's playing at an elite level. A guy who most people, myself included, thought that he was. I, I was willing to give Allen a shot, but I didn't know how good of a player Josh Allen could be, and he's been incredible. And he's done it this season without a without a run game, essentially. The run game has been mediocre at best. In good games for the run game, they have been mediocre. Josh Allen has been doing this without a run game. And for a lot of the season, he's been doing it without his number two receiver. Think about that. Think about the fact that the Bills are doing this without their number two receiver. And think about how scary it's going to be for teams to have to play them in the playoffs because John Brown's healthy. And he's coming back off of IR. He's going to play in the playoffs. Now, we may have just lost Cole Beasley, but he's week to week. I really do think they're going to rest him this week, week 17. And then they're, you know, he will probably be ready to go for the first game of the play or the first round of the playoffs. If not, if he's not completely 100%, he's going to give it a go. I know that. Cole Beasley's a warrior. He said he'll give up his body for Josh Allen because Josh Allen will do the same for him. No doubt about it. And Cole Beasley. Is so close to his first thousand yard season, and this would be the first time the Bills would have two 1,000 yard receivers, two 1,000 yard receivers since like 2003. That shows you how prolific the offense is. The Bills are close to being the highest scoring offense that the Bills have ever had in the history of their franchise, which goes to show you how explosive they are. Back, way back when with Jim Kelly and the K gun, they were, they were, Dialed in all the time. Simply amazing. And this team is better than that team. That team went to the Super Bowl. Think about that. Something else that makes Brandon Bean look like a genius is the trade for Stephon Diggs. The trade for Stephon Diggs makes Brandon Bean look like an absolute genius. Like He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly how he wants to construct his team. And he's doing a fantastic job of it. People said they gave away too much. Well, you be the judge. Stefan Diggs leads the NFL in receptions and reception yards. Did the Bills give up too much? No. <laughs> Simple answer, no. Stephon Diggs has said he can do more than what the Vikings had him doing in Minnesota, and he's showing it here in Buffalo. He's not just a deep route guy. He can do so much more. Short, medium, long. He can do it all. He can do everything that you want him to do, and he's incredible at everything. He's one of the best route runners in the NFL, and it's showing this season. He leads the league in yards and receptions. No Buffalo Bills player has led the league. No Buffalo Bills wide receiver has led the league in either one of those categories. And after 16 weeks, he leads the league. Do I think he's going to finish on top? No, because I think they're going to rest their starters. But the fact that you know, if the Bills weren't so dominant, that he would is incredible. The fact that they can sit these guys down, because the Bills are so dominant or have been so dominant, the Bills are a hillbilly cotton hair away from being thirteen and two. A hail mary, a one in a million play of being thirteen and two. Think about that. That's how good the Bills have been. They have far exceeded my expectations. At the beginning of the season, I said 11 wins. In the middle of the season, I said 8 wins. The Bills have 12 wins. They're 12-3. and And they sit in second place in the AFC. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. And everything is clicking at the right time for the Buffalo Bills. Offense, defense, special teams. Over the last five games, the defense has come around and been playing like the defense that we saw all of last year have allowed just 16.8 points per game has the offense over the last five or the defense over the last five games and in those same five games the offense has scored 34.6. So think about that. Think about the fact that this this offense is scary and this defense is becoming the defense of last year and that should scare anybody in the NFL. Forget the AFC East, the AFC or the NFC. That should scare anybody. That should scare anybody that the bills play because that's ridiculously good. And they've been doing all this like I said without their number 2 receiver. Think about that. And their running game is starting to come around. The Bills are just everything is clicking at the precise right moment for the Bills and this could be the year. The year in which chaos has reigned in the world could be the year the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl. Could be the the, the year that the Buffalo Bills win their first Super Bowl in franchise history. And it would be the absolute best way to forget about 2020 and kick off 2021 with the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl. Simply amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, before we continue with the episode... I have an announcement to make. We're going to be doing a giveaway for the second time ever on this show. We're going to be giving away a custom-made Josh Allen t-shirt. Uh, you go to my Twitter, at Sports Talk Buff 1. You just type in Sports Talk Buffalo. I should show right up. My Twitter, The handle is Sports Talk Buff 1. You go on there. I'm going to be tweeting out tomorrow a picture of the actual shirt that we're going to be giving away. All you have to do is like And retweet and have to be following me in order to have an opportunity to win this t-shirt. And on the 80th episode, which is in a week from now, I will be uh, announcing the winner of this contest. It is is such a dope shirt. I cannot wait. Um, I'm teaming up with my buddy to do this giveaway Uh, We're very excited about it. It is is an awesome shirt, and like I said, make sure you go on Twitter to find out what it looks like. I don't have it here in front of me. I'm going to be sharing a picture on Twitter, so make sure you go over there and check it out. It is simply a fantastic Josh Allen t-shirt. Going on to segment two of this episode, we're going to talk about the UB Bulls football team. Now, they ripped our hearts out. In the MAC championship game, we thought that maybe the Bulls would have an opportunity to go undefeated in the Mid-American Conference for the entire year and play against a ranked, a currently ranked San Diego, or, or San Jose State, I'm sorry, San Jose State in a bowl game to show the world that UB was for real. Now, they still did get a bowl game, and they were able to play against a very, very good Marshall Thundering Herd team. The Marshall Thundering Herd started the season 7 and 0 and were ranked as high as number 14, I do believe. And that was a, a very good game if you were a UB fan. Because it was a fantastic bounce back from the absolute heartbreak that we suffered in the Mac Championship game. Now, in this game, in the in the bowl game, the Camellia Bowl. Neither of the Marshalls team or UB's team, Jared Patterson didn't play, and Knox, I believe it was for the Marshall Thundering Herd, neither of them played in this game. So both star running backs were out for this game. UB, also out for UB in this game, was their uh, starting defensive end, Malcolm Koontz, who decided he wanted to opt out for the NFL draft and and start to get ready and prepare himself for the NFL draft. And since before this episode comes, you know, came out, before I was able to do it, um, after I wrote my notes down, Jarrett Patterson has also declared for the NFL draft. So good luck to Jarrett Patterson and Antonio Nunn have declared for the NFL draft. Jarrett Patterson did what I think most of us believed he would do, and that's opt out of his senior season after such a fantastic junior season, averaging close to eight yards a carry and just being talked about in the national news and the the national media so much. He's, he's trying to cash in on the fact that I don't think he'll have another season at UB quite like the season he had here. He, it was absolutely phenomenal what he was able to do in just five. He rushed for over a thousand yards in just five games. Here at UB. Simply incredible. Simply incredible. His performance is legendary here at UB. And it will not be forgotten. Uh, Antonio Nunn is a very solid. I think, I don't think he's going to get drafted. Honestly, I think he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Malcolm Koontz has a real opportunity to be drafted in the mid to late rounds. Jared Patterson, if he's not drafted by like the fifth round then i then ub is cursed okay then people just aren't respecting the type of talent that comes out of ub essentially because jared patterson is the truth watching him since he was a freshman at ub he is the truth he is strong. He is powerful. He has great vision. He has, an, uh, he he hits the hole hard and strong. He can bounce. He has enough speed to bounce it outside. He has enough speed. I don't know if they'll have enough speed at the next level to break those eighty yard runs like we've seen in college, but I think he's going to run about a four six five at the combine, provided he gets an invite, which. I'm sure he will because he is one of the best running backs in the or in the NCAA. I think he's going to run about a four six five, and I think that's what's going to keep him in like the fifth round range. If he happens to run like a four five or a four four five somehow, I believe he's going to go a lot higher because he has all of the other things that you want from a running back. The only thing that he lacks is top end speed. From what I've seen on game tape and watching him over and over and over again. That's all Jarrett Patterson lacks. But we're going to go and jump into this game. So Jared Patterson wasn't there. But guess what? It doesn't matter. You know why? Because we have another running back who people seldom talk about. Who is a very, very good running back in his own right. And that's Kevin Marks Jr. Kevin Marks was the feature back in this game... He carried the ball 35 times for 138 yards and the game-winning touchdown late in this game to give UB the 17-10 win over the Marshall Thundering Herd for their second consecutive bowl win. He was named the MVP of the bowl game and he was the absolute bell cow in this game. And he showed that he can be the bell cow moving forward. I think that Kevin Marks, if he has a season, the way that I think he's capable of having a season, the the UB Bulls really might have an opportunity to have back-to-back running backs drafted because Kevin Marks is probably going to come out after next season provided he has a really strong season. I really believe he's going to... Continue what we've seen out of this UB running game. They also have Ron Cooks and, and uh, uh, Dylan McDuffie in the backfield for for UB. So they're in good hands in terms of running backs. Something that I think the Bulls need is a little bit more balance and a little bit more, a little bit better play design in terms of the passing game. The passing game was fun with Tyree Jackson because you know, the guy was such a freak athlete. He was able to get out of the pocket and just heave it downfield to guys like KJ Osborne and Anthony Johnson, and that's just not going to be feasible all the time. You're not going to have talent like that all the time on your roster, so you're going to need to be able to scheme things and scheme guys open a little bit better. Now, UB, even though Antonio Nunn is leaving, they have somebody who they really, really like in Trevor Wilson. He is a fantastic wide receiver, and if you watched any of UB's games this year he has a bunch of long touchdown plays he has he has speed to to give up that's how he has so much speed he could give some up and still burn guys down the field he is that fast and UB and their staff they really really love this kid and I'm starting to like him too because he's not as the season went on, he was starting to show that he is more he's capable of more than just the deep route. He's capable of uh, you know, running more variety in his route tree, which is fantastic. And he's probably going to be the number one receiver moving forward. But like I said, they're going to need more balance. They're not gonna be able to run the ball forty times a game because they're just gonna stack the box on UB and force them to throw the ball. Now, in this game, Kyle Van did what he does. And he was a very, very much a game manager. He played less than stellar, but he, he played game manager role. And he was 16 27 for 140 yards and an interception. His lone interception came on the left sideline. He was trying to get it down the left sideline to Giovanni Ruiz. And the ball was ripped away from Ruiz. Uh, great play by the DB. Uh, Ruiz, who was just gifted a, a, scholar, a full scholarship to UB, has to. Make a better play on the ball in that situation. But in this game, Ruiz, uh, I'm sorry, and uh, Vantrese also had three carries for 16 yards and a touchdown. Vantrese opened the scoring for uh, the touchdown scoring in this game with a fantastic uh, fake pitch to Marks. And then, you know, he was able to just walk into the end zone around the right side. Just fantastic play. Giovanni Ruiz had a very good game. In this one, he recently, as I said, earned a full scholarship from UB. Uh, the video is on YouTube. Go watch it; it's a great video. I always love those those scholarship videos where the guys uh, are surprised with scholarships. Guys that you know weren't highly recruited out of high school or even junior college, and they they earn these degrees when they get to these these places. It's it's really awesome to watch. It's fun to watch because you know these guys earned every single second of it. He had a really strong game in this one. He caught seven passes for 61 yards. He moved the chains several times in this game for UB and kept drives alive and kept Marshall off the field. Antonio Nunn, in his last game as a Bull, had four catches for 49 yards, but he had a very big play late that set the Bulls up to take the lead in double coverage, a kind of a back shoulder throw. Antonio Nunn comes down with the ball. Fantastic play by him. Like I said, and that's a... I think that was his last catch as a bowl, and that's a fantastic last last catch to have as a, a collegiate player. Fantastic last game to have as a collegiate player, and that's winning a bowl game and setting the program up for continued success in the future. Now, UB has a ton of really... Really talented recruits coming in, but we're gonna talk about a little bit about them in a second. UB's defense was the story of this game. After the offense was the story of, of the year, the defense is what won them the bowl game, allowing just 10 points in this game and under 250 total yards and four sacks. UB was absolutely all UB's defense was all over the place and they were stellar. UB sacked, Grant Wells four times without their best pass rusher. Two sacks late. One, I was complaining about the the Bulls not being aggressive enough, and as soon as I said that, he throws in a blitz. And it was Qaddafi Wright who comes off the left side and sacks Wells late in the game. And then on the last play of the game, essentially the last play of the game, when you can try to heave it up into the end zone and see if you can get a miracle play for Marshall... It was uh, Eric Black who had his second sack of the game to essentially clinch the, clinch the game for the UB. Fantastic play by Eric Black. UB now has won two straight bowl games, has been to three straight bowl games, and has been bowl eligible for four straight years under Lance Leipold. To give you perspective as to how good that is, UB has only been bowl eligible just two times from 1999 to 2017. That's absolutely incredible. The job that Lance Leipold has done is simply amazing. It's incredible, and it cannot be overlooked. I know people think that he chokes in the big game, but he has won back-to-back bowl games. I know he has not won a MAC championship yet, but that's we have to pump the brakes and look at where he has brought this program from to where this program is. Simply amazing. The Bulls were ranked for the first time ever in the history of the program in the AP Top 25 getting as high as number 23. And as I said, know Leipold hasn't been able to win that MAC championship yet, but the fact that he's gotten this, this program to such heights is simply incredible. And not just the fact that he's got them to these heights, but he's done it without the best, the best recruits. That means he's developing talent very well, and that bodes well for recruiting. So now you're starting to see it. The recruiting is better. The best recruiting class in the history of the programs coming in right now. They have 15 three-star recruits, including guys like, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Quillian Housie. He's a .85 three-star recruit. He had offers from several Power 5 schools, including Michigan, Missouri, Pitt, and Temple. And then you have a, a, the defensive tackle Floyd Dozer, who had offers from places like Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, Liberty, UCF. Like he is getting these kids to forego these bigger schools to come to UB because of what he is building. And that is incredible. Now that the talks of the the Lance Leipold moving to the Power Five conference, moving to a Power Five conference has settled down a little bit, I even though they have settled down a little bit, I still think UB needs to reward Leipold for his fantastic. Uh, job building this program and putting it to where it's gone and I think they need to give him a big raise maybe not the highest in the MAC conference because he can't win that MAC championship game but they should make him potentially one of the higher paid coaches in the MAC to try to make sure that a, a power five can't sneak in late and lure him away I think that's going to be big and I and I want him to be here to continue the success of this program because it's been so much fun to watch and it's been so much fun to get these big recruits in here and it's been so much fun to to watch these guys grow up, mature and get to a place where they are, you know, being talked about in the NFL draft, winning bowl games, getting to MAC championship games. It's been really fun to watch. UB is the winningest program in the MAC from since 2017, so that goes to show you how good they have been. And I really think Lance Leipold deserves all the accolades that he's getting. That's going to do it for this episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends, tell your family. They can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, Anchor. If you like video, you can see me on YouTube at my new YouTube page. That's Sports Talk Buffalo on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsTalkBuff1. Just go to Sports talk Buffalo. That's my handle. Or you can email me, sportstalkbuffalo at yahoo.com or sportstalkbuffalo at gmail.com, and I will get back to you guys as soon as I can. That's going to conclude this episode. Thank you guys for watching. Have a fantastic week.